two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. Oh, man, so just getting back from this um amazing, amazing yeah. Kansas City trip. Josh, it was <laughs> yeah, man. It was insane. Saw a tenacious D literally beheld the face of God made flesh in <laughs> two big white rotund gentlemen. Ate some amazing barbecue. Hung out with Johnny of the Dangle Podcast. But I also, mm-hmm. I also want you and the listeners to know, Josh, this was a learning experience for me. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, I learned that you can take the little puddle jumper at Alamosa, and it works just fine. Oh but God. the TSA oh. will take their damn time with you. <laughs> They scanned, yeah. they scanned my license, like, inch by inch. Line by line. I'm like, what are you guys, <laughs> what are y'all looking for, man? Like, whatever. I don't know. You know what? I guess I'm real glad that we got somebody looking out for us. The other thing that I learned mm-hmm. is that yeah. I rely on my lady way too much. Oh, okay. Um, you know how most Airbnbs will provide you with, like, shampoo or some kind of, like, little throwaway thing? Or, like, a big old, you yeah. know, Costco bottle of shea butter screw it you're gonna use it three in one soap conditioner right. shampoo, yeah toothpaste yeah. yeah yeah shampoo conditioner body car engine degreaser yeah just all wrapped into one mm-hmm. yeah 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 and you can use it as like a light antiseptic and burn heel um yeah <laughs> if that isn't there my lady is really good about packing you know just like oh well there's a little bit of shampoo and i have become really accustomed to it so all this is to say we get to this Airbnb and there is nothing there. So the first night I just kind of like, well, I just kind of take a prison shower. Cause we got in at two 30 mm-hmm. in the morning. I was tired. Just real quick in and out, get myself wet, kind of hose off. Second yeah. night, same deal. We were, came back from the concert. It rained on us all night. I was freezing to death. Like it was all good. Uh, cut to that next day. Um, I'm like, I'm going to take a real honest to God shower. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, we're going to do this. Um, and I look in, I'm going through the drawers. I see this big old bottle of the combination Dove shampoo, conditioner, body wash. Hell yeah. Score. Here we go. Throw on that shower. Also, Josh, the shower. Twin heads. It had a bench. It was amazing. The best oh, shower. God. Yeah. So big. Yeah. Literally, you know, I talk about showers so big you don't need a door. Showers so big you don't need a door. <laughs> so, like, I am loving life. I got goddamn neutral milk hotel blasting on the phone as I'm, like, soaping up. And as I'm soaping up, I've got this combination shampoo, conditioner, body wash all up on me, and I'm realizing there's no suds, and I'm just really slippery. Um, I'd cover myself head to toe in fucking Dove lotion. Oh. <laughs> so, I was a wet, I was a slick, I was a fucking little greased piggy of a boy trying to strip that shit off of me. And what do you cut? lotion with soap well what did i not have soap so i'm just like in the shower like peeling myself (laughs) i kind of like come out and it's like it's in my hair josh i've used this as face wash like i went for broke this is honestly like a shitty scene in a movie where like no i was gonna say this is like this is like national lampoon's vacation rental (laughs) yeah i all to find out that it's Ah, lotion, but God, Josh, if I wasn't just slicker than a baby seal for the rest of that ride, the rest of that trip was like, I think I passed through time. That's how moisturized I was. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, once you got out and toweled off and all that, you were you were probably like walking between like the covalent bonds 
in in like a in in the atmosphere. You were like you were you were splitting the molecules, but you were so so smooth, like they just zipped right back together. <laughs> 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 oh god yeah i i i think i i did that once um and yeah it was it, it was even like i want to say like the little like staying at a hotel for something either a conference or speech and debate meet or track meet or something like that and the little complimentary bottles of you're right shampoo and conditioner and all that well um also fun fact uh listeners i am blind as a bat i think my vision is like 20 20 000, uh something i have stupid horrible uh, eyesight and so yeah especially after a day of travel you're kind of bleary you're road weary you're just like yeah i just wanted to like wash the travel gunk off me and then crash in the bed uh yeah i think i definitely like lathered up using the like body lotion uh and then it was it was like 20 minutes trying to like get that off of me and then have a proper shampoo and soap and all that <laughs> so <laughs> Oh God! Well, I am very glad. I'm very glad, even with that, yeah, like little little kerfuffle. I'm I'm glad to hear that you had a really good trip. Um, also with yeah, with our with our good friend and associate Johnny from the from the Dingle Podcast. Um, it's great to have you once more here, Mark, and it's great to have you, listener, here once more for a new episode of the Two Wizards Podcast. And my name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I'm still the slickest boy in town oh <laughs> i am dude i'm still like really soft it's kind of nice <laughs> i mean well and also to be fair uh traveling is that just wipes you out i would imagine going to something like a tenacious d concert would also be pretty exhausting but in but in the best way possible so uh so, oh, so yeah. You know, you, yeah yeah so yeah but but we will we'll just kind of soldier on we'll do 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 our uh, uh wizard diligence here slide um, right through it yeah exactly just okay just, that's the last time i'm gonna be gross and <laughs> looby <laughs> oh i love it i love it uh well to help us uh with all that a, a different sort of lubrication if you will um Mark, what's in our Wizards Cups? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tonight, Josh, we are going back to that tied and true well that we're not going to announce the title to yet, even though everybody already read it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. And to that end, I wanted to get something to get in the mood. And Josh, did you know that City Market down here sells wine? Well, of course you did, because I say this every week like it's a new goddamn development. Mm. But did you know that City Market <laughs> also sells sake? That's right. <gasps> Let's go. They literally Let's sell F-grade uh, Geki Can sake it doesn't even have like a nothing it's just nothing at all just it tells me how to do it it was six bucks this is even brewed in america so this is gonna be terrible i was gonna say is there even a single character of kanji on there uh, it's actually a lot of kanji but okay all right fair enough but 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 it's probably like right that whole idea of like yeah i went to a tattoo parlor and i wanted them to give me a tattoo that said life in Japanese, and so here's what I have. And then, like the people who actually can read conscious, like no, that 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 means dog biscuit. Um, you have a tattoo that says <laughs> says dog biscuit on you. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Uh, <laughs> well, shoot, man. I guess. Well, I'm, I'm also again sort of like trying to cut back a little bit or, or be a little more mindful. Uh, I'm actually taking a page out of the old uh, Marcus Grycus, uh, Mark the Greek. Not the Liber Ignium, sadly, but um, 
I have with me a tall boy of PBR because oh hell yeah because uh, it's because it's because it's getting to grilling season here and let me tell you man there's nothing better than um, yeah like throwing a couple of bratwurst or or pork chops we have pork chops just slapping a couple of pork chops on a grill unfolding the the camp chair and having a giant PBR as your grilling meat so I guess with that man I, although thematically not I'm sure we could find a way to tie it together uh, but at any rate. Here's on you, buddy. Cheers. Good, buddy. Oh, that is truly awful. I'm not even like a Saki-like aficionado, but I can tell you that that's just like... You can tell, yeah. That's you know how you can tell that like Carlo Rossi's Carlo Rossi? I can tell that that's Carlo Rossi sake. <laughs> Here we back are, Josh. Plot. Back at the plot. You have back your PBR, which is either... Yep. Which is mysterious in its own right, either the greatest mm-hmm. can of PBR you've ever had or the worst can until you crack open to it and, you know, kill the illusion. I have mm-hmm. my depressing city sake. Um, <laughs> buddy, what are we talking about tonight? Well, you know, Mark, we, we are we are coming back to, I, I think, a cult classic, one of our favorites. Hope, uh, I, I would imagine, too, some of our listeners' favorites, too. Uh, we, are, we, we are coming back to a beloved topic. And Mark, did you know that Pabst Blue Ribbon uh, was selected as America's Best in 1893? Was it really, Josh? 1893. Yeah, 1893. So like, even though while that seems a long time ago, that really is rather modern, wouldn't you say? That's that I think that falls squarely within what his, what his historians would uh, call the modern period. <laughs> Not only historians, but also Sid Meier's, the father of also all Sid my Myers, time yes. waste. You would yeah, start exactly. the modern era in the 1800s. I think you'd be yeah, right, buddy. 1800s. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it, it would sure be nice because, yeah, we're do, we've are we done the ancient Greek stuff. We've done ancient Roman stuff. Uh, uh, we, we've even done a lot of shows about, yeah, like kind of Japanese mythology and folklore. But like way in the past, you know, like the 14th century or, you know, we, we did Rockets not that long ago. That, that was our last week. And again, it's all of it. Man, wouldn't it be nice to like talk about something a little more modern? And I think that's exactly what we're trying to do. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying to. No, I'm you're fine. Myself. I'm trying to think of the best way to like interrupt you and be like, yeah, it would. But here's Yokai number six. <laughs> but it is. It is Yokai number six. Uh, we did the Fab Five. Yokai yeah, last the time, big like the big, he- the, the, the big he- heavy hitters. Um, many of them also had five letters in their transliterated names. Uh, we oh, yeah. found out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but we're doing, yeah, we're, we are, we're coming back to yokai, but with something special. We're, we're, we're trying to do modern. We're doing modern yokai. And while that can include, uh, yeah, like the like 20th century, maybe even the 21st century, but also strictly speaking, the modern era and oh boy, howdy! I could go off on a tear about like just how tricky historical periodization is. Um, but really, the modern era does kind of, does broadly speaking go back to the 1800s, like like the mid 1800s. This is where we see, yeah, like all these. Uh, we see like the the effects of the industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. Here's where like the modern quote unquote the modern. Uh, 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 nation states are are emerging. Uh, th- this is where yeah, like people are flocking to the cities. 
they're leaving uh, working on the family farm and they're going to get a job at a factory in the city somewhere. So we see this mass like urban flight. And that's like some of some of like the brief overview of like what makes the modern period the modern period. And let's talk about some modern yokai. None of this whole like, oh yeah, here's a story from a thousand years ago. Like, no, this shit happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It... <laughs> Yeah, modern yokai. And when modern we started yokai. doing this, we're talking about... And you pretty much knocked it out of the park when you're saying, like, 1800s is the modern era. Um, mm-hmm. And really, I think the the way that I did mine was I just started with, like, the, uh, Meiji, the Meiji Restoration in 1865, right. in the 1860s. That was my cutoff right. point for, well, what is modern, what isn't. This was mm-hmm. just post the period of Shikaku, the isolationist period, and then mm-hmm. Matthew Perry and all the Friends cast rolled up and said, open your doors or we will <laughs> open them for you. And the Japanese are like, well, no one told me life was going to be this way, so he let him in. And mm-hmm. so now you have the world has come to Japan. Japan has been reintroduced to the world after a period of isolation that lasted, what, 400 years? Um, yeah. So, um, you remember our Atsurabune episode? That was a big deal about it was you couldn't talk about the weird woman in the boat because you couldn't talk to the weird woman in the boat. You weren't allowed to. Right. Uh, Tom Cruise is running around, uh, writing crappy haiku or something like that. Yeah. With, uh, yep. Billy Connolly. Yep. <laughs> Doing but, that. But, but, but exactly that. <laughs> with Ken Watanabe, yeah. Yeah, 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 with Ken Watanabe. Um, but right, so, so yeah, and, and that is truly, right? Like, there's something, like, they, they often also talk about, like, um, uh, the the long 19th century. Just, like, a whole bunch of shit happened in the 1800s. Give or take, you know, a little before, a little bit after. Um, but right, so, so like, yeah, like, the, the Meiji Restoration, uh, 1868, this is... America's Civil War, 1860s. Uh, the the unification of Germany was in, oh, was it like 1871? Something like that. So like all, it's like, aha, we are this country now. And mm-hmm. it does. It, it changes things just like, just like those samurai who suddenly like had all this upheaval. Like, wait, I could just like boss people around and uh, live a noble life of uh, sword fighting and painting uh and having tea ceremonies what do you mean there's a railroad coming through here (laughs) (laughs) and so it it did it's sort of like fractured and then everything afterwards everything actually afterwards just kind of like fractured what it was to like be a human and and live in civilization that's why it's so important to get those first factories up so you can switch over to tanks and bombers and just roll tide roll (laughs) <laughs> well, it's important though. You got to get you know your um, electronics factory boosted when you learn the electricity, yeah. and then you're good yeah. to go. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, okay, <laughs> enough mixing the last samurai in Civ Six and uh, whatever else we're doing here. But but yes, so yes, Mark and I. Tom we're, Cruise we're... will generate plus one hundred percent more grievances <laughs> for the next thirty turns. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, and so. Mark and I have picked, uh, yeah, like three or four modern yokai. I, I think I think mine are again some of them date to that, yeah, sort of like eighteen sixties sort of era. Maybe slight, slightly before, maybe slightly after. Uh, but no, man, I'm looking forward to this, and it'll be yeah. well. Guess because also in some of our other episodes, we've we've also kind of talked about some 
more kind of recent um, yokai. The, the one that specifically comes to mind is uh, Teke Teke, which like the whole thing is like this poor gal got like split in half and then like killed on a on like a rail station. Well, hey, like can't get much more modern era than railroads. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, but we're also going to do some other. We're going to do some other ones that yeah. I don't think at least I don't think we've duplicated because. Let me tell you, man, like six yokai episodes in, I'm like, how have we talked about this one yet? I, <laughs> I would be, be amazed if you and I overlap tonight, mostly because I saw the list you put up and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's fine, too. But also, yeah. But also, I don't think we're repeating any from our previous yokai episodes, too. So I guess on that note, buddy, let's let's dive into it. Would you like to start us off? Actually, if you don't mind, I would like to start us off, Josh. Bitta, baby. Yeah, so the first yokai I want to start off with isn't a yokai. It's more of a jin, as in a human jin, as in a Nihon jin. That's right, buddy. A Japanese man, a Japanese person. <laughs> I love it. His name is uh, Inoue Enryo. And this non-yokai human was actually the first human to use the term yokai to describe the supernatural phenomenon recorded throughout Japan's history as a whole unifying idea. And he that did this in the 1800s. That is bad. Okay, drink. Drink to you, sir. Sama. Thank you, sir. That's amazing. Yeah. Up until, up until you know, when he had coined this term, the word yokai, yokai itself meant uncanny or eerie, but it could also refer to strange sounds or feelings or animal ghosts or ghost ghosts. For the Meiji Restoration period, though, other words were used instead of yokai, like bakemono was the popular term mm-hmm. from the 1600s to the uh, 1860s. That's ju- that just means a monster. Or uh, mononoke during the Heian period from 794 to 1185. So, mm. really, this guy, um, whose name I just missed, uh, Inoue Enrio, he is the first one to come together, sit down, and actually call them yokai. So, yeah, Josh, like that like is... you're saying, man, cheers to this guy. Yeah, hell yeah. No, that's, and that's so sweet. Well, gave well, two and... wizards literally, like, what, 14 hours of content based off of his yeah, based terminology. Off of, yeah, this thing. Yeah. Well, and because that's also the thing, too, right? This is also sort of the period of, like, um, yeah, 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 this is the, this is the rationalist movement here's dudes like charles darwin saying like hey these finches look kind of weird i wonder if i could like study these and like figure them out this is um uh uh august comte uh who like basically started the field of sociology um and it is it, it it's a it's a it's, it's another turn towards like ah we have this like scientific method that kicks ass how can we like study and analyze like the the the, the world and so it makes yeah, it, it sounds exactly right. That uh, Inoue Enrio uh, would, yeah, start to be like, okay, let's like start like systematically documenting this stuff. Um, hell yeah, dude! God, I just got I got super horned up here. Uh, <laughs> I did too. well, and then it kind of hit me like we can sit here and like you'll say names, and I will sit here and like try and like hammer my Japanese knowledge into them. I'm like, oh, yes, Seto Taisho, you mean the teapot samurai, something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we've never talked about the term yokai, or yokai, and that there that it is. is. That's that's where it came from, from this dude in the 1800s. Go, that is... go you, go Enrio, because your first name is every single vowel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hating, I'm just... 
It yeah no it, it, it is just, um it it, it yeah. is just a little tricky just, just a little to... tricky for us goddamn gaijin <laughs> fair enough man we, we literally we wouldn't be here without him and that's just such a weird feeling yeah no truly that's awesome that's sweet that's super sweet um okay well i guess yeah i guess sort of on that note uh yeah. one of the first ones that i would like to talk about is the jin men ken um which is not to be confused with the jin men uh a jin men is a human faced tree and a Jinmen Ken is a human faced. Any guesses, Mark? Uh, Jinmen Ken? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Ken is, is something, I just can't remember it. That's right. This is a human faced dog. Ken! Okay, okay. Yep, there you yeah. go. Okay. So, here go. so okay. yeah, this is a human faced dog. Um, and so, while the Jinmen Ken was notable uh, and popular during the Edo period, which again predates what we're roughly talking about with the Meiji uh, restoration. Um, so, so yes, there, there were uh, sightings and stories about the Jinmen Ken all the way back from, you know, like the 1600s to, again, like the Meiji restoration. Uh, but there's also apparently a whole bunch of sightings. Uh, there's there's a flurry of sightings in the 1980s and 90s. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So that both counts as like, okay, even if it is sort of pre-modern uh yeah just like within our lifetimes mark a whole bunch of sightings of uh human-faced dogs um <laughs> i uh, think uh, that's super cool and i hate that why would they show right? up when why josh how come they can't be a thing of the more modern past not the yeah, us past know, damn man. it like yeah okay. i just don't know um uh, apparently these yokai uh just as dogs in urban environments do uh just kind of roam the streets late at night um, and if you happen to find one and try to approach it, uh, they'll tell you to leave them alone. They also have the power of speech. Oh, so, shit. okay. Yeah. So, uh, if you see one kind of off, uh, by the distance and, and you make the first step, cause that's the other, right? Like the big, like rule number one with yokai is don't, don't, don't engage. Don't, <laughs> don't try to just, just turn around. Um, just you leave them alone. They'll leave you alone. But these guys also will do that extra step. If you try to walk towards them, they'll say like, "Hey, buddy, back off." Um, uh, how, however, if they if if you still pers- persist, if you're still trying, you know, going to take a picture or whatever, um, they don't necessarily harm you. They'll just uh, insult you, kind of call you names, and then they'll run off. Uh, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> um. Because again, it's like, and maybe that's also it. Maybe, well, with some of these other examples, I don't know if this is the case, but maybe this is also modern yokai, a, a more refined yokai, a, a more dignified, uh, who won't yeah. um, eat your child and then we're, go. We're trying to redo our image. <laughs> it'll just, it'll just call you names and then run off. Um. Sometimes the Jinmen Ken are blamed for accidents around the roads because they also like to hang out around roads quite quite a bit, apparently. So if there's like a car crash or uh, or a hit and run or something like that, um, they get blamed for it. But it's not exactly clear if they are the cause of these misfortunes. Not exactly okay. sure. Uh, going back to this modern period, you mentioned... Uh, uh, Enrio, here here was another book written 
by another author during the same sort of like 19th century proper modern period. Um, a book by uh, Ishizuka Hokaishi, um, and he wrote a book called the Gaidan Bunbun Shuyo, which I tried to type into Google Translate to see if it would give me anything, and it didn't really. Google Translate spit out something like the party of strangers sake, <laughs> okay. which I don't know if that I don't know if that's it or not. Uh, I don't know. And I did my darndest. I, I got on archive.org. Looked up if there was an English translation. Alas, it doesn't appear like it. Um, but uh, maybe our listeners, I don't know, maybe you have a, an English language version of the Gaidan Bunbun Shuyo by Ishikusa uh, Hokashi. Anyway, all that is to say, he writes a story in there about a Jinmen Ken. Uh, and this Jinmen Ken was apparently born in Edo, modern day Tokyo, in 1810, so right at the cusp of the modern period. Mm -hmm. uh, and this yokai was captured by someone. Um, oh, shit. This dude apparently owned the equivalent of like a carnival um, or like a circus kind of thing. And so this guy put the Jinmen Ken to work and it was a uh, sideshow exhibition as a part of the uh, Mise Mono, which is apparently, yeah, just like kind of like not exactly freak show, but just kind of like exhibitions here's here's all these strange animals that's another oh god i'm getting all sorts of flashbacks to like the modernism seminar i took my very first year of uh, grad school I was like let's talk about theater in the modern period and yeah man like museums and circuses and f well freak shows is, is kind of the not pc um but yeah like the uh 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 but, but yeah, so like the modern period was was absolutely these like museums and like uh, carnival shows, P.T. Barnum, the like, like all that stuff. So, of course, this makes absolute, absolute sense. Um, and so this unnamed carnival circus owner dude um, captured a Jinmen Ken, had it in his Misemono exhibition and apparently made buku bucks, just made so much money off of showing this human faced dog. Really? Um, maybe it also had puppies. Maybe. Uh -oh. <laughs> We're not exactly uh -oh. sure. Uh, but that was it. Like, happy ever, ever after. For like, as fraught as encountering yokai can be, this one apparently just made this guy a whole bunch of money. And they all lived happily ever after. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, so, th those are some of the like older uh stories but yes there there were there were much more recent in the uh, 80s and 90s that is to say the 1980s and the 1990s yeah uh, yeah apparently it was Jinmen Ken fever and just people were reporting sightings of these guys everywhere um they would be digging through trash or just kind of hanging out in dense urban areas um there was one woman who reported a sighting that she was driving along she was driving along in a car and a Jin Men Ken runs out and like keeps speed with her. And it's is running at like 60 miles an hour. Interesting. Um, and then just kind of like zips off the side. Uh, and so she reported that story as well. So again, I, I guess, yeah, as, as far as modern yokai, uh, sure, maybe the more skeptical listeners are saying like, well, that only makes sense. You know, if, if you're in a large urban area, there's going to be packs of stray dogs they're going to be digging through the trash looking for food scraps. Uh, it's late at night. That's the other thing, too. Almost all, all of these sightings are late at night. Yeah. And 
Got got to be late at night. Why would it be in the broad yeah, high the... noon when you can, when everything is clearly lit? And... <laughs> right. And I mean, if there's anything that uh, the Doge meme has showed us, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Shiba Inu can like be capable of speech. <laughs> and, ad- admittedly, in perhaps non-standard English or language, but. Uh, yeah, the Jin Men can. The okay. the human faced dog. Human faced dog, right on. The the other one that I immediately thought of uh doing research for for this. Um also could could call back to our Adult Swim Christmas episode. Uh there is an episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force where uh Carl uh has some DNA stolen or or, or uses some <laughs> of his DNA to make a dog. That has his face, um, and is called Spaghetti. What the hell? <laughs> like, like he wants to name it the Enforcer, but he's like, "No, nah, man, call me Spaghetti." Uh, and he has the same Aww. voice as Carl. Aww. He ends up he 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 ends up doing some not very nice things to Carl. Uh, so I'll leave that as an exercise to the listeners if they want to check out Aquatine Hunger Force and Sp- Spaghetti, the Western Yokai Jinmen Ken. <laughs> Okay, right on. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. It's funny. As you and I are one to do, we just lead into the other one. You talked about man-faced dogs, and I'm about to talk about cats, kind of, but tangentially, Mm -hmm. Josh. Uh, Number one, I'm cheating. I'm sorry. This yokai started in 1730. I'm sorry. I'm cheating. But you know what? Damn it. I got a point to all this. It counts, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1730. And so it's called the uh, Q-so, K-Y-U-S-O. Um, and it also might be a weird holdover from, like, Chinese mythology. Like, a, a lot of – you were kind of talking about it, too, with your um, – human face dogs, how it might be something else that kind of changed a little bit with the times. And now we're getting a little bit more modern. We're getting a little bit more later. Granted, we're still 46 years out of America at this time, but that's not the point I want you to focus on. I want you to focus on how maybe tonight, like old ideas become new ideas and we forget the old ones because the new ones are even worse. Um, The even worse idea comes in the form of the QSO. These are evil rats that have made it to the age of 1,000 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Upon reaching their thousandth year, these rats grow to a gigantic size, which is about the size of a medium dog. So they become the size you get a rat that is a rat, but it's the size of a golden retriever. Mm, that's that's a big that's a big rat. That's a big-ass rat, and I know what you're thinking. Well, what does a normal rat do? They like to be content to hide in grain stores, re- eat trash, and reenact Car- Charles Dickens classics with Michael Caine. But Kyuso says, whatever, it's my thousand-year-old rat body. I'm going to do what I want. And what they want is sweet re- sweet revenge in the form of they roll with ten gangs and they only commit hate crimes. See, I'm taking jokes from the modern era, or modern era, in 2002, 2003. That joke was new back then when Mari Povich was on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, in the case of Kyuso, wanting their revenge, they get it by murdering cats en masse and then eating their kittens. 
Oh, because boy. Josh, what is the natural enemy of the dog? That's right, the cat, and the cat takes it out on what? That's right, the rat. Well, the rat is fed up, and it is not going to take it no more. Now you have a golden retriever-sized rat that is just going to go around town exacting its vengeance, killing cats, and then eating their babies. It makes a point to say how they kill the parents. Okay, literally, this is Mickey Mouse incarnate. You want modern baby? We got modern. You got a mouse oh, yeah. that kills the parents, and then the babies are just left to do whatever. Yeah. Just like Mickey Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) But don't worry, buddy. It gets worse than that. It's also said that Kyuso are known to sneak into houses, like human houses, late at night, where they go into young women's rooms and eat a different type of pussy. That's right. (laughs) Kyuso are known to sexually assault women. And yes, I made a very bad joke about it. (laughs) But it... but. Uh, also, sadly, totally fitting for a yokai episode. <laughs> Just a bit. Everything I read said young women, and I'm like, I'm going to assume all these women are 18 plus. Yep, yep, they have to be. Or they're dragons that are a thousand years old, but when they adopt a human form, it is. but it's okay because they're a thousand years old. <laughs> they're just barely legal, but it's okay because the dragon's a thousand. Um, yeah. <laughs> in Nagoya Prefecture in 1750s, sometime around then, a family was kind of freaked out to notice that every night their lamps were extinguishing early. Mm. So they do what any family does when there's nothing better to do because you can't watch TV. You watch lamps because it's 1750. And they learned the horrible cause. Every single night, a gigantic rat would appear and drink the oil from each of the house's lanterns. Oh, I hate that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Big ol' oil rat just coming and drinking your oil. I hate... Oh, that's awful. Mm. Mm. Um, (laughs) So the family does, of course, what you do to get rid of this rat. They grab themselves the cat and they stage maybe what might be called one of the first ever Pokemon battles. (gasps) Oh, no way. (laughs) Yeah, so they, you know, post up with this cat and they wait in front of a lamp at night for the rat to come out and get into the oil. And they literally throw, I'm assuming, they literally throw the cat at the rat. And turns out that Kyuso is much stronger than that poor dear Neko, and it tore its throat open and then escaped oh. into the night. Ooh, oh. it was super effective. The Kyuso used bite, and your house cat <laughs> didn't stand a goddamn chance, dog. Now, Josh, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Mark, you are starting off with cat murder. What the hell is wrong with you, old buddy? It's okay. We got a lighter side here. Okay, all right. Um, We're talking modern age. And... Really, what these guys reminded me of is a modern age of YouTube videos and dumb shit that I gotta run away from the clickbait of a thousand times a day. Uh, because sometimes these QSO will just adopt stray families of these orphan kittens. Now, whether or not they are the reason Aww. that the kittens are orphaned, we do not know. But they become one of the most annoying internet trends in the world, Josh. That's right. Unlikely animal friend videos. Look at this cheetah hanging out with this baby gazelle. Look at this rhino hanging out with this crocodile. (laughs) Look at this coyote hanging out with this little duckling. Oh, everything's going to be fine, right? (laughs) Guys, how come these videos are only four minutes long? Everything's going to be fine, right? Everything's going to be fine, right? There was one. Padme meme. Everything's going to be fine, right? Right, right. There was actually, I I don't know if this is exactly billed as that, but... um... Uh, yeah, just today, scrolling through the old Twitter, it's like, hey, look at this chimpanzee uh, feeding goldfish. 
at at an aquarium or oh, something like that. Yep. And again, it was the 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 actual video was only like thirty seconds, and I'm like, that chimpanzee's gonna snatch a goldfish and eat it alive. <laughs> that chimpanzee is about to eat a bunch of protein and expand its brain. Right? Yeah. Exactly. It's like, why do you think he's giving them breadcrumbs? Why? They know how to use tools. <laughs> Oh, hey, Josh, here's this really cool picture of I found of a chimpanzee petting a frog. You want to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> My old head wizards remember. That is a that is a deep cut for for any of, of our Gen Z audience. That is that is a deep cut. <laughs> frog face fucking aside, Josh, from time to time, the Kyuso will actually be cool and they will adopt a litter of orphan kittens. There are tales of Kyuso walking around downtown wherever they might manifest with a trail of kittens following behind them like a mother leading its respective Aww. brood. It also gets cuter than that or grosser depending on your outlook. People report finding Kyuso, Kyuso uh, nursing entire litters of baby kittens. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Now, Josh, buddy, I wouldn't be a good wizard if I didn't tell you that that's right. I looked into rat milk. <laughs> I threw up today. I'm not. I don't even mind telling you we, that I threw up today researching this. I I straight up puked. I couldn't. We we gaze into the abyss so you don't have to, listeners. Now, Josh, if I were to say on a scale of one to ten, how good is rat's milk? I imagine you have watched your Simpsons where Fat Tony outsources all the school's milk I was just to say. Yeah. milking rats, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say. Well, buddy, Simpsons might have did it, but Simpsons lied. Number one, rat milk is not only low carb, but is also super high protein and super high fat. And quite frankly, if you are feeding baby kittens off the bottle or anything baby off the bottle, you probably couldn't do worse than rat's milk. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I believe it. <laughs> However... It is also not at all cost-effective, being the most expensive milk you can buy in the entire world. It goes for about $22,000 a liter. Holy cow. I know how insane that sounds, but consider this. A rat is the size of a rat. How much milk can a rat produce? Well, I'll just spare you the math, buddy. It takes about 4,000 lady rats to produce that aforementioned one liter. And that is where I threw up the idea of 4,000 rats being... I can't even talk about it. 4,000 fucking rats in a room being milked. I just... Oh, God. And there's, like, a smell, and there's a sound, and there's, like, a, a, yeah. a low, hummy That's squeak, just... and I just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so animal videos or dietary trend that's going to corrupt you and bankrupt you via goop. That's for you to decide, listeners. Yeah, I was just going to say... Uh, please nobody share this with Gwyneth Paltrow, but, but, but then again, isn't like olive goop just kind of like vegan stuff anyway. So I don't even know if they would, they would, they're probably like, Oh no, we're actually doing, uh, almond rat's milk. It's, it has all the health benefits of rat's milk, but it's made from, from almonds. It's made from almonds that we taught the rats how to responsibly and sustainably harvest. That's right. We taught the rats agriculture. <laughs> Well, also, this wouldn't be a yokai episode without some um, allusion to Pokemon. And I know you already did. Uh, just out of my curiosity, so a Raticate is two foot four uh, and weighs upwards of 40 to 56 pounds. So. Sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right for a Kyusu. 
<laughs> Sounds about the size of a black lab. <laughs> I. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's, yeah, okay, it's right, the right, big, well, long, fucking wormy tail that is as long as the body. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. on a giant rat. Anyway, anyway, horrible images anyway, notwithstanding. Well, uh, QSO. Yes. Yeah, QSO. <laughs> well, I. I think my next modern yokai, I, I don't know if that will be a reprieve necessarily. Um, but again, we're hitting all the weird, weird things that we go to in these yokai episodes. Um, my next one uh, is, is, is known by a couple of different names, but perhaps it, it's best known by the moniker Akamanto, which means red, red something. Yeah, red cape. Red cape, um, okay, okay. So the Akamanto, again, well, and this is the other thing that I think we'll probably, with some of our other selections, um, discuss more about. We're also getting into the territory of, like, where does yokai end and urban legend begin? And yeah. what are the distinction between those two? So, again, maybe, maybe there's a time difference, maybe not. So this is either a yokai... Or modern yokai, an urban legend, something like that. But as its name suggests, a akamanto uh, is a is a spirit, is a, is a is a super is, is a is a supernatural phenomenon, some ghost, some phantom, who wears a red cloak and appears to people using public or school bathrooms. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, so listeners also shout out to one of our, wasn't it our first yokai episode that where we talked about the Akaname? Um, oh yeah. Red liquor. Yeah. Yeah. The, the red li- liquor. So I guess this, this guy's so, something relates to that. The story goes, if you are in a stall oh, doing, no. Oh, no. doing oh, your no. business, yeah. yeah, yeah, doing business, taking care of what you got to take care of. And you look over and Mark, you see this horrifying sight. There's no toilet paper. Oh God. The Akamanto, oh, oh. yeah, the Akamanto will will come to you. Has a preference for female bathrooms, but apparently can go to either one, and will ask you uh, if be, because you're out of toilet paper, will ask you if you want red paper or blue paper. Okay, because you're out because they're out of toilet paper, and okay, okay, if you say the red paper, please. The Akamanto will just proceed to cut you and just slice you up, lacerate you so that you'll just be drenched in blood. The yeah, red. red paper. Yeah, that makes red sense. Paper. Yeah. yeah. If, so then you think, well, that sounds horrible. I better ask for the blue paper. No, if you ask for the blue paper, he will either strangle you uh, so you turn that kind of bluish complexion or just drain all the blood from your body. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, if you tell yourself, oh, well, I'll just ask for a different color. No, that doesn't work either. If you, if you ask for a different, if you, if you ask for white toilet paper, the, there, there will be a, a white hand will reach under the stall and of course, like have its way with you because this is modern Japan. Um, (laughs) so, so, so yeah, there, there's really no, there's really no good. This is, this is horrible too. Um. There's also some versions of the Akamanto uh, tale where somebody says like, okay, well, let me come up with a different color. Uh, what about yellow? No, don't, don't tell him you want yellow paper because then he'll give you a, 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 a swirly and drown you oh. in your own 
Yeah, because yep. yep. it's yellow paper. So don't do that either. Maybe you like tell yourself, guy. yeah, maybe you'll tell, tell yourself, ah, well, piss on you, Akamanto, almost literally. I'll just bring my own stash. I'll just bring my own, you know, in my purse, in my backpack, I'll bring my own uh, private roll with me. Akamanto has the ability to to confiscate, to like make your own roll of toilet paper disappear. What? Okay, yeah. okay, fuck this man. Like So right. So <sighs> it's already horrifying enough, and that's happened to all of us. This happened to me recently and it's terrible. <laughs> happened to all of us. You sit down, you do what you gotta do, and then you realize like shit, there's no literally shit. There's no toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that you have to do? Well, you just have to as, as is the case with, again, going back to all this stuff, as is the case with many of these yokai stories, if they ask you a question, don't answer. Either response is bad. So you just ignore it. You soldier on without using toilet paper. And then it will just go away. Okay. Interesting. So even though in the moment you're like, no, I need to clean myself. I need toilet paper. Where did it go? Here's one asking if I want red paper or blue paper. Is as stressed out as you may be in that instance, you just got it. You just got to bite the bullet and ignore it. Soldier on, and then as soon as you get home, take take a nice lawn shower. <laughs> can I can I call an audible? Yes, please. Could we also maybe say something to the effect of? Uh... Which would mean neither. I sit to urinate. So we just exposed to <laughs> Red Cape that I don't feel like aiming sometimes. So I just like to hang a piss while sitting on a piss, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, want, that, that I wonder actually... if you could get away with it with that, you know? Like, oh, yeah. well, damn it. All right. Well, all right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Good for you, guy. All right. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, the, the other option that I, I haven't seen... Again, in my not not extensive research, but in my limited research, I have not seen what the Akamanto's reaction um, would be to uh, any of those that use a bidet. <laughs> so, granted, uh. it does primarily haunt public restrooms and especially like school restrooms. So, maybe no fancy Japanese toilets here yet, but. Uh... <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, what does it say about, you know, when these things, you know, stopped appearing? Was it before or after well, we got expensive mm-hmm. ass fancy Japanese toilets, you know? Well, and that exactly brings us to. So 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 this urban legend, this modern yokai um, started to appear uh, uh, as early as like the 1930s. Um, so, okay. again, in in the sort of like modernizing world, um, there's all these people moving to to cities and the urban areas, and so like the population gets denser and, and, and increases, schools get denser and increase, and so I think that was a lot of it too. There was this, there was this real fear of like going to the bathroom when you're at school, and maybe mm-hmm. and, and maybe this is where the Akamanto uh, showed up, and and uh, this yokai is also not uh, region locked. There's there's stories in Osaka City. There's um, uh, Tokyo, uh, Kitakyushu, uh, even like uh, Japanese students living in uh, occupied Korea. So like... Really? Yeah, in, in the 1940s when there was this little really? thing called World War II going on. Even the stories were like spreading out over there too. So so it seems to be, yeah, it seems to be a, a full-on 
uh, cultural phenomenon about, hey, we're modernizing, we're, we're doing all this stuff, we have all these toilets, we have these public restrooms now. And so then, yeah, here's a yokai that's just going to cause all sorts of havoc with, with that. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, yeah. So That it followed him. That it followed him during... Man, Josh, mm-hmm. I know that there is no way we can ever do like a wartime yokai, but yeah, but God it, damn, again, I would love to. Wa- I would love to see like this is Iwo Jima liquor. <laughs> uh, you know what I? This is Guadalcanal grandmother. <laughs> There's a bunch damn. of GIs that were that got in a wrestling match with the uh, Ken Moon and. <laughs> You know, that is that is one thing that I'm having a hard time finding is I'm trying to find anything about, like, weird, ooky, spooky bullshit that occurred in in any war, in any war at all. And, like, mm. outside of some alien shit, and, mm. like, Vietnam's got some cool stuff, and, like, there's, like, some ooky, spooky bullshit in World War One. Man, you just, and I get it, I get it. How are you going to see a fucking Sasquatch when, you know, you're, you're laying waste to you know, insert Russian city in your report and you're like a Wehrmacht soldier, but like, man, right. I, there's like a, or, a lack, but then, but then there's also like the weird urban legends of like the giants of Kandahar. So it's mm-hmm. like, we kind of get them, but not really. Or I was just going to say like, w- wouldn't that be sort of like in the same vein as like the predator movie series? I would watch the shit. Yes. Out of that. There's like, there's a squadron of like GIs and they're doing the Island hopping and and yeah, like the command says, hey, we, we have to take this small atoll because we can uh, build a build a fueling station there. And then some of the like locals, locals like, no, nah, man, you don't you don't want to go to that island. You don't want to go to that island. Uh, and then and so then, right, here's like a squad of like, uh, yeah, like um, uh, American soldiers fighting off some weird um, Pacific Island yokai. I would I'd pay the shit. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. But then, like, it just, you know, it just every kill takes place in the bathroom. And, man, we sure mopped up those Japanese racial slurs. Yeah, we did, Sarge. I'm going to go take a shit for Uncle Sam. 10-4, Sergeant. Don't return until you have wiped twice. Yes, sir, Sergeant. Like, he goes and, like, squats down. It's like, America, America. And he looks over and, hey. He just looks over and there is, hey, buddy, you want red or blue? And he's like. Oh, hey, what's up there, buddy? You got the toilet paper? Well, that's good old American toilet paper for Uncle Sam. And, oh, my God! And then it, yeah, that's <laughs> that's every scene. Every scene is literally that scene. And then, like, you know, the sergeant runs in. He hears the screams. Or, like, mm-hmm. the sergeant runs in hearing the screams. goes Or doesn't hear the screams. Sergeant walks in, goes to hang a piss. Sees, like, the door flapping in and out with, like, the guy who was turned blue by it. And, oh, my God, what is that? And red or blue, buddy. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because because their their commanding officer is like like how Lieutenant Dan was always like, boys, take care of your feet, you know, change your socks, lace up your boots, all that stuff. They have a commanding officer who's like anal retentive, literally about wiping wiping downstairs. Like, I won't have any swamp ass in my platoon. God damn it. <laughs> Reverie, butthole, yeah. che- brown eye checks, man, hit the deck and let me see your rusty sheriff badge. Private Joker, what is your major malfunction? I see a dingleberry here left over from last night's corn hash. <laughs> talcum, talcum powder, soldier. God damn it. 
episodes i love yokai episodes they really are are just like open the goddamn floodgate to stupid and go crazy josh yours was about a thing that kills people in bathrooms and we turned it into a war comedy we turned it into stripes there's bill murray fucking bill murray and fucking john Kerry recruit him and oh man that's amazing holy shit Two Wizards will be right back after these messages. Hey there, cats and kittens, uh, wizards and witches, gobs and goblins. This is Josh from the Two Wizards podcast, and if you're enjoying hearing what we have going on here, may I also recommend to you some of our other sister podcasts. I can't wait to show my kids, where Mark and our good friend Brad go through some of the movies they may have missed the first time around and decide when is the best time to show their kids. Best character in the movie, though, Denzel's hat. (laughs) Sir, can I take your hat? No, get your own. (laughs) Yes. Um, I I don't know. It's just a nice little character beat. I love the the accessory there, and they get some nice play out of it. Like, yes, with the, sir, can I take your hat? And then, uh, I don't know, using it for the the, the sexy time with the girlfriend or her putting it on and and, uh, mugging with it a little bit. It's just, it's a... It's a very well-used prop in the movie. Yeah. I love it. It's great. Absolutely. Best character in the movie. <laughs> anyway, I'll let you get back to the listening. Thanks for checking us out. Take care. And now, back to Two Wizards. Uh, well, I, I guess um, maybe a quick moment here. I have an update to my Wizards Cup. Um, yes. And it's neither red nor blue nor yellow or whatever other color. Uh, but no, this green? is... Yeah, <laughs> this is heart gold. Uh, I, I guess we'll find out. I don't know, or or maybe peach. Maybe this is peach colored because I have cider boys, peach county, apple peach hard cider, uh, one hundred percent hard apple cider, apple juice concentrate, natural flavors, and malic acid to preserve freshness. So there we go. <laughs> but it's peachy. Okay, cool. It's peachy. It's peachy. So uh, yeah, and then are are you still sticking with that? Shitty sake, or have you... <laughs> Whatever you call two-buck chuck sake, yeah, that's what I'm working with right now. Trader not... Joe Wah is not that <laughs> Trader good. Trader Joe Wah. <laughs> uh, well, well I, I will have... Well, because... Well, okay, so yeah, cherry blossoms, of course, very important in Japanese culture. Yes. Uh, I feel like peaches are there, too, right? Peaches... Peaches. Don't come from a can. There's also peach boys. There's also peach children. There are yokai. Oh, yeah, I can't remember right. their name, but there is the peach baby yokai. Yeah. That's right. There's well, a whole and... like agricultural yokai we haven't even hit yet. Oh god, right? yeah. Well and uh wasn't uh Moon Princess? Didn't she wasn't she... no, she was in a bamboo shoe. She was That's bamboo, was. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she was a bamboo shoe. That's it. Yeah, because she's a bamboo cutter. That's right. Um but yeah, right. There's also Peach Boy. Peach Boy too, so yeah. Um, okay, all right. Uh, well, Mark, who is your next modern-day, modern yokai? My next one is um, Ume de Bito, or the person from the sea. Ooh, okay. Now, I know what you're thinking. Mark, fuck you. We've done this. Well, yeah, we have, but not quite like this. So shut up, Josh in my head that always shows up about the second act of every episode lately. 
<laughs> These appear as a female human torso. That's right, Josh. They got boobies, which tapers into the tail slash body of a dragon and or fish with scales running up and down it. That tail then comes out of a spiral conch, conch shell. Mm. So it's like hermit crab princess, but not quite. Okay. Umi de Beto spend their time deep underwater doing their own thing, and to be honest, not a lot is known about them, but what they do know how to do is see the future, at least for us landwalkers. And so every now and then, they will come up to the side, or up to the surface to perform their own side hustle, and that is spreading the prophecies that they get. That's right, Josh. You got a tick off on your bingo card when two wizards got topless women yelling about prophecy. <laughs> Because I always assume the Pythia is, and anybody else who, you know, screams whatever. Mm -hmm. But, goddammit, Josh, here we go with Topless Prophets once again. Or or because or she's in the ocean, it could be Poseidon's Pythia, maybe? Yeah, yeah, something like that, sure. Or, 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 or maybe some WAP, some <laughs> wet-ass prophecy. <laughs> but let me tell you, Josh... <laughs> Let me tell you, buddy, Umi de Beto aren't like other oracles who spend their time spreading their tidings by being as cryptic as actually as being as cryptic as possible. No, no, buddy. Uh, Umi de Beto, instead, they come right out and they will give you that news, good or bad. It doesn't matter. They show up or they appear first by surfing across the waves, riding their conch shells, calling out to anybody who is within earshot. Which mm. I just love that idea. Here's this like topless chick riding in a seal in a conch cell, tits out like, "Hey, where are the gentlemen's at?" I don't know. I don't know what she's saying. I'm assuming she's looking for the white men. Where are the mm. white men at? I really hope she is. Where are the guy jeans at? Because she's got news. She's got news for you, buddy. Doko deska guy or no doko gaijin wa deska like there it is. Like man, she comes out and she's gonna give you this news. Um, it can be good or bad, but it is direct and it is not shrouded in like metaphor or like mystery. They just come out and say it. Now, not unlike Kyosu, which may have also evolved from an earlier form from like way back when. Mm -hmm. Well, Josh, cool, sure. Yeah. We might say that these guys have been around for a long time, or you might say that I could pick up a rock right now and skip it across across the pond you know, in front of my wizard's tower and I will hit some woman shouting about prophecy. So <laughs> I don't know. Are they pre prevalent or no? Probably they're everywhere. I literally the King of England, you know, you, what, what is it? Um, women, you know, broads in the lake giving out swords is not the way oh, to yeah. run a country. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, popularity and sightings of Umi de Beto really spiked around the Meiji Restoration once again, uh, where they would appear to a person who would then run until the nearest. So they would pop up on the water. They'd do their little, like, you know, beach blanket, Umi, no, Umi de Beto, do mm. their thing, and then relay their message to some human, the first one they found. That human would then generally run into town. And tell his story. But then during the Meiji Restoration... Meiji... Rest, or sorry. I keep saying like a dickhead. It's fucking me up in my head. Sorry. Okay. During the Meiji period, um, people would start running to their local uh, newspapers. Okay. And then they would tell the newspaper the story about what this thing had said. 
they would give a description of the creature that they saw, and then they would give the rundown of the prophecy that the thing gave. I'm assuming it's female because it's got boobs. Why would yeah. something in, in the water have boobs? Well, it's either, you know, to trick us or whatever. It doesn't matter. But <clears throat> um, this newspaper would then distribute the image. So, like, now you have, like, a single reporting of uh, one sighting of one yokai, and it had news to tell. Yeah, I mean, makes make, makes sense to me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in April of 1849, in Niigata, people at Fukushigamata heard a lady's voice calling out of the waves. They found inside the waves a weird, like, bright light. And at first, a lot of people were scared, but one guy walked up to the light, and inside the light, he heard, I am an Yume Debito, who lives in these seas. A bumper crop lasting five years will begin in every province. However, in November, a great sickness will spread and kill 60% of the population. Those who see me or a picture of me will be spared. Go quickly and spread this message. Now, she... Homeboy got the message and ran it up to his local Shinbun. That's right. That's newspaper. My, mm-hmm. Probably my favorite word in Japanese, Shinbun, newspaper. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh, what this spawned was something called an onslaught of chain letters and or junk mail and or spam mail. Because if you get the news of the Umi de Beto and you don't share it, then your crop is going to wither and your you know, shit is going to rot in pestilence. But if you send it to four more people, well, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Because honestly, as cool as it is, because this is the thing, people see these things, they go report it, and then the newspapers go and print it. And then they send it out, and then people cut it out the picture with the thing's message. And it's kind of like local newspaper trading cards. I mean, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. And, and it might either be 100% real or 100% bullshit because she said six years of bumper crop, then it's bad. But if you, you know, cut out this picture, have this message, you'll be spared. In the mid-1850s and 60s, um, I'm here to tell you, buddy, that the Japanese crops did amazingly well. I looked into that shit. Okay. They were, like, trucking. So, word got around, and maybe bad luck was spared. Yeah. I mean, maybe... Well, yeah. well that... Um, the... Mrs. Wizard and I, on one of our lunchtime walks around the neighborhood here, we were we were actually just kind of talking about that. Like, yeah, remember like chain chain letters and like chain mail where it was. It was like, uh, oh, so and so got bad service at this hotel restaurant, and so she stole the their secret recipe for chocolate chip cookies, and so she's mailing it out to everybody. And if you mail it to twenty more people, you know, and but that's and and then then like over time, that turned into like yeah like chain emails because goddamn man remember like getting every those getting those every once in a while and like yep. oh shit I gotta uh, go to my address book and yeah like forward this to twenty more people and then now it's I don't know it's if it's a TikTok thing or whatever like uh, yeah if you send this TikTok and then recite these numbers because like that's a thing they like they just say numbers to get good fortune or whatever but like but that's also so cool that like that same behavior that same like cultural behavior yeah it goes all the way back to these stores like oh shit like let me get this newspaper clipping and uh, <laughs> like share it around and then that way i'll i'll get a good harvest <laughs> yeah yeah and 
But really, like, because again, this is, you know, Meiji Restoration. So, like, and, and yeah, newspapers have been a thing, but like now, now they're really, now this is, you well, know, yeah. the East mm-hmm. slash the West, like, coursing in upon you. What do we love? We love our, remember, Josh, uh, um, uh, La Bette in 1750s France, um, mm-hmm. News to Hunt the Beast was tr- circulated by newspapers. So, like, well, yeah, that was just that's Japan, another... like, coming into this, mm-hmm. like, later mm-hmm. on, just a little bit down the line. I think it's so damn cool. Well, that is, that is also another mark of modernity. Um, where it's, where, where, where we go. So like, here, here's one sort of way to kind of think about it. You know, there's, there, there's like oral traditions and like oral culture, oral literacy, where it's just like through word of mouth and, and spoken. Then you have literate cultures with like reading and writing. And now in quote unquote, the modern era, we see a, a shift to mass communication, which is things, yeah, like newspaper and telegrams and eventually telephone. Uh, and stuff like that too. So you see, like having having a newspaper that gets published and like dispersed out to a wide area. That's a huge. That's a huge technological and cultural development that is indicative of the modern era. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, yeah, it's and it's amazing. cool to see it kind of bleed into this. Yeah, right, 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 right. So Josh, like chain emails and spam is annoying, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I hate more? What's that? Those goddamn jump scare videos from like 2003. Because again, this is the modern era of yokai to mark the modern man in 2003, 20 years ago. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. So many of those were, again, like I just met, you know, I mentioned recently, just like wasting hours away in the student union building um, computer lab, watching YouTube videos or random stuff, and like, hey, uh, Nolan, come and check this thing out. He's like, oh, yeah, sure, Josh. It sounds great. And then, right, it's like, here's a car driving through lush Irish uh, uh, countryside. And then, like, a zombie or, like, a killer clown jumps out. <laughs> he scares the shit out of him. Uh, yeah, I hate those too, man. <laughs> I do too. In this case, I got a name for you to hate, buddy. It's okay. uh, Kuro Bozu, mm. which means black monk. Black, sorry, black monk. Kuro okay. black monk. Bozu monk, mm-hmm. um, Yumi no bo- Bozu, the sea monks, shit like that. Okay, it's a weird like subtype of yokai. In like, oh yeah, there's definitely like the fox class or the woman class or gotcha. the head in a wheel class. <laughs> right. In this case, we're in the monk class. Um, right. But these guys start started also first popping up around the uh, Meiji Meiji period of restoration, and they sort of exist as an answer to H.P. Lovecraft's fear of a black man. Oh, all right. By which I mean Nyarlathotep, not the type that you just thought about. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, literally a black man, a a human body that is composed of total void that looks like it might be a monk. Mm, Okay. Uh, Kurobozu are essentially man-sized and shaped like a man, but they're just all black. Light does not escape their surface, but you can kind of tell what they're going for. And... These can also be kind of described or misidentified as several other yokai based off of what it does. Mm, all right. So, like, you can't quite nail down the one yokai because it is three yokai wrapped into one. So, number one, it sneaks into your house at night. Then it waits until you're sleeping and snakes out this big old long, emphasis on the long, tongue, where it will both breathe on you with horrible oh breath. Oh, my God. And then also... 
also suck in your breath. This oh is a twofold effect, which will steal life out of the human and also poison and make the human sick. Oh my god. Oh. You know, I was it was it was only a matter of time before we got to a yokai that and like, yeah, shout out to Akaname, but at least he's like cleaning the filth from your bathroom. It was only a matter of he's time. He's eating he, your soap scum, yeah. Right, before he got to a yokai that had to lick you. God <laughs> damn it. God damn yokai. <laughs> it gets worse, buddy. Oh no, okay, alright. Because these are modern day yokai, we have a modern day accounting. This comes from the Hochi Shinbun, the Shin, the Hochi newspaper. Alright. Um, this is an account from the 1800s. The encounter took place at a certain carpenter's house in Kanda, Tokyo. At midnight, a black shadowy figure shaped like a monk suddenly appeared in the house. The creature entered the bedroom where husband and wife were sleeping. It climbed over the carpenter's sleeping wife and stuck its tongue in her ears and mouth, then licked all over. The creature smelled foul like garbage. The smell was so noxious the entire family became ill. The wife soon left the house following the attack. And she was gone for a couple days, and then, well, after she left, Karu Bozu said, well, fuck that, and he never showed up again either. But Josh, Kuro Bozu is in your house, he's licking your ear, he's making you sick. That's And he's uh, black. And he's black. It's shadow people, Josh. It's also shadow people. Right, yeah, it's like, also shadow people. One of my favorite modern, like, internet trends is, like, shadow people. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I will watch, I got a YouTube, like, not RSS alert but like anytime like shadow people pop up i will watch that video yeah 99 percent of the time they are bullshit and fake but like that one percent ooh, they will Ooh, thank you for the boo-boo jeebies man i hate them i hate them so good i mean yeah that that it, it does sort of speak to yeah that sort of archetypal shadow figures whatever sort of stuff but yeah the these ones you can't just leave food out for um sorry john john steinbeck uh they're gonna lick you oh with their... like the watchers yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. the yeah. watchers Ooh, yeah look at you look at you calling back yeah yeah but uh god which also like yeah the the fact that they also have like horrible fish breath that just ugh. just rotting breath yeah that's ugh. oh ugh. man yeah, that... this was a gross episode for me. I don't mind telling you, like, no, but but that but but that is also that that also is just kind of the nature of what we're talking about. And I don't know, maybe it's interesting too. It would be a it would be very interesting to compare, yeah, the sort of pre the pre modern yokai, um, and some of their like grossness to, yeah, like how like the grossness like the like dis, the 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 disgust reflex uh that these yokai engage over time like this one smells really bad or this one will lick you or this one will just like keep you up at night because it's banging on the foundation it's like well that's not too bad you know i can i can hang out with those guys um but uh man yeah yeah damn just licking Ugh. Ugh. licking josh just the lick like but then I think about it like when you wake up and like, you know, you're sick and like your nose is runny. Mm-hmm. Did you make that runny or did it? Oh, Mark, no. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This is like ruining my goddamn night. 
Well, well, that okay then. Then that is also what wizards are here for. Because yes, while we do look into the abyss, so that you don't have to. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do just need to offload on another wizard to be like, look, man, I I hate to tell you about this, but this has been freaking me out all day. Uh, so so that is okay. That is that is more than okay. I mean, that's what um what they're not telling you about the moon was about. Yeah. It was just me screaming at you and you just going, oh yeah. Aliens in the moon, Mark. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until the end, you're like these sons of bitches. There's fucking these aliens in the moon. Bitches. Yeah, yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I, I guess I don't know if this next one will be any easier or any better, um, something like that. But but my next sort of it modern can't yokai. be worse. It yeah, probably true. can't be. It's worse, really hard. Hope, yeah. Right. Right. I, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be any worse. Um, and this is another one that sort of. Uh, uh, straddles both the pre-modern and also the modern era. Uh, but this yokai is a uh, Rokuro Kubi. Um, Rokuro Kubi. Okay. Rokuro Kubi. Uh, Something it, with six in it. Uh, well, it doesn't doesn't Ro- appear to be. It, it looks like oh, the edit- Roku is six. So I just kind of took it as. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, apparently, it might be a bit of a false. Well, not a false cognate, maybe a false etymology, uh, but apparently... I'm also bad at Japanese, so, you know. <laughs> well, better than I am. Uh, this is apparently from the word uh, rokuro, which refers to a potter's wheel, a, uh, a, a, a pulley from a well, like you're like pulling up a bucket, or, okay, okay. or an umbrella handle. And Mark, can you like... Try to discern, like, what, what do those three things have in common? A, a potter's wheel, a, a, a pulley from a well, and an umbrella handle? Um, Things I grab onto? Oh, okay, all right, pretty, pretty close. Um, these are also apparently three things that elongate or stretch. Ah, uh, yes, okay, okay. And okay. a rokurokubi is a yokai that often takes the appearance of a woman and then her neck stretches out super freaky long. There you go. Snake women. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of like that. Yep. Um, yep, there, yep. Yep. There's a, there's an, another, again, sort of classification, right? We were talking about like the priest class or the wheel class. Um, there's a, there's another species that's pretty close. A uh, nuke kubi, where it's a woman whose head just pops off and flies around. Sometimes they're the oh same. Oh my god! Yeah, sometimes they're the same. So it, so wait, it gets long and then it pops off and flies around. I either way, there there, there are two. There's the Rokuro Kubi who has the long neck, and then there's the Nuke Kubi whose head pops off and kind of flies around. So they're maybe related. <sighs> maybe they can turn into the one. Um, okay. But uh, but. Uh, yeah, so so the uh, and, and again the, these stories go back into like the 1600s, 1700s, but there's also some more recent ones as well. Um, and yeah, it's apparently there's just again at nighttime you're falling asleep, uh, husband and wife falling asleep, husband sort of light sleeper stirs up, kind of wakes up in the middle of the night, and lo and behold, his wife has like a ten foot long neck and. <laughs> It's just kind of like, like a balloon, just kind of like bouncing around. Um, 
I just, I, I'm a big cuddler. You know me. Yeah. You don't know. I'm glad you don't know. But I'm a big cuddler. I'm, 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 I'm real big like that spoon and like, like I like to wake up. You know, give my Mrs. Wizard a bit of like kiss on the neck, and I just imagine kissing. And then, and then kissing, kissing, and then kissing, and then kissing, and then you have to stand kissing. up. Yeah, and then you have to stand up, and <laughs> and then I realize the neck is ten feet long. And I go, baby, you're almost halfway to deep throating me. <laughs> but I'm tish. Yes, yes, brilliant. That's right. That's right. I turned it around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep no, it's okay. It's that okay. Was gross. I'm listeners. I'm sorry. I apologize. In Dangle Podcast, I've been I've been gross lately. I've been gross here. I've been gross there. I've been gross. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to get better. Anyway, it's 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 just all the latent tenacious D like still in your system mm. that's just popping out. So no man, the totally raw fine. sexual power. Yeah, yeah. The, dude, they finished with uh fuck with sorry they finished with fuck her gently and like oh man, yep. I'm amazed Johnny and I didn't go back to the Airbnb and smash out of, like, raw directive from God. You know what I mean? Like, God appeared, yep. spread the heavens, said, go do this, and we ignored him and ate hot wings instead. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway, 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 back, anyway, at, the, no, back at the yokai ranch. You're fine. Um, so, a lot of times in these various accounts, because boy howdy, there are tons of stories of... yes. Wives just having very long necks or their heads just popping off. Um, a lot of times it's it's maybe, it's not exactly that it's their head that's detaching from their body, but it's their soul. So their soul is escaping oh, okay. their body. And it just happens to sort of assume the, 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 the semblance, the form of their head and or neck. Uh, one such account uh, from the uh, Hokuso Sadan, which is an... Uh, an Edo period essay by one Tachibana Nanke. Uh, the story goes that in the first year of Kansai in Echigo province, uh, now Fukui uh, prefecture, there was a house maid servant whose head rolled off the pillow while she was asleep, detached from oh, the body. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. 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 Later in the story, it was explained that it was not really the head, but rather the soul making the appearance of the head. That's better. That makes it better. It's all right. Like, whether... Oh, God. The soul is taken five. Like... Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, She's overworked in the house, so the soul is taking a break. Yeah. That's me. That could be. Oh, my God. Sorry. No, just like... Oh, no, honey. Don't worry. That wasn't the disembodied head of the new fucking lawn wench you saw. No, no. It was her soul. Her soul is dead here on the property. It's fine. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> oh, Josh, what are you doing to me, bud? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, there's another one, a little, slightly earlier, maybe outside of our strict kind of time limit here, but a another story appears in the Shokoku Hyaku Monogatari uh, from around 1677. Um, in the story of a man who chases a uh, Nukekube, which is, again, the one that completely detaches, uh, chases a Nukekube all the way back to its house, uh, to discover that the woman had committed some sort of crime, uh, had been greatly ashamed, uh, left her husband, shaved her head, and committed suicide. And so this was also her soul. Oh, just fuck. Kind of, yeah, just kind of floating around. Um, God, that's just like, that's more depressing than yeah. anything. Like yeah, exactly. Uh, in the uh, Churio Manroku, there is a tale which describes a Rokukuro Kubi village so an entire town of these yokai um, 
by uh, Mount Yoshino, where all of the residents, even children, wore scarves around their neck because there was some mysterious kind of line about either their necks would elongate, so they had a bunch of stretch marks, I guess, maybe, something like that. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, in one more story, the Kashi Yawa, uh, and this was, again, maybe closer to our modern time period, uh, 1821. Um, there's a story of a woman in the Hitachi uh, province. Careful now. Careful now. Uh, who, <laughs> uh, th- this woman had some sort of terminal illness. And uh, her husband learned from a sort of traveling merchant uh, that the liver of a white dog would cure her. Okay. Um, that okay. Was, that was, and so, lo and behold, he finds a white dog, uh, kill, kills it. Uh, gives the liver to his wife as a medicine, uh, and yes, the the wife, the woman was was cured. She she uh, uh, defeated her terminal illness, but her daughter turns out to be a Rokuro Kobi. Um, oh no! Or, or, or Kubi rather, and so <laughs> so when the girl got old enough. Um, her head, again, detached, elongated, kind of flew around. That same white dog appeared, chomped on the head, and killed the daughter. So I guess there's maybe a lesson to be learned there somewhere. I don't know what it is, but maybe yes. What? What's the lesson? Don't, I, don't exist? I, or maybe just like, is that don't, is that what don't try to with cheat like, death? With like modern yokai is like, you know, there's a really bad thing that fucking happens in the fucking Heisei period in fucking 1940-something, so the moral of the stories don't exist, like... Yeah, I, I just don't know. I just don't know, man. Just just because I kind of got to that point, too, where it's like, there's no lesson, just you're punished. Like, and that's yokai in general, I guess, like, you're just punished, but, like, fine, punish me in medieval times, punish me then, that's cool, like... Yeah. Yeah. Get mad at me because I wasn't watching my baby. Get mad at me because, I don't, whatever. Like, but man, I just need rules. I guess. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Well, and and unless we get too far into this territory, there, although more rare, there are some stories of uh, uh, men who are either nuke kubes or uh, rokuro kubi um, in the uh, shusai hiki. Um, there is a story of a priest who is sleeping uh, at his temple one night uh, when a head appears and starts like kind of floating towards him. He, he grabs, he grabs the head. The priest grabs the head, throws it, I guess, out the window and then it disappears. Uh, that, that following morning, a servant uh, asks to leave the temple, to leave service. And the priest, okay. act, and the priest okay. asks him why. And the servant says, Hey, did a head come and visit last night? <laughs> oh God! The priest said yes. Funnily enough, that did just happen. And so the servant said, uh, "Yeah, that I got. I have. I'm a nukekube, um, and I don't want to interfere with the work that we're doing here at the monastery, at the temple. So <laughs> I'm just going to go back home." <laughs> and and he left, and oh, it was never shit. heard from again. Um. So yeah, w- why does this happen? And there was a couple sort of instances, like like some people say, like well maybe this is some sort of like 
uh, th- this is some phenomenon that that, that happens be- due due to some sort of karma. There's some sort of crime or some guilt, or you feel ashamed, and so your neck grows ten feet long. Um, uh, and, and 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 yeah, and so there's all sorts of, and again, they're very sad. There was all sorts of very sad stories about like yeah, like people who committed some crime or had something bad done to them, not even something that they they did, but because like a family member committed some sort of horrible thing, they they have the long neck syndrome. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And so how that, so right. This is also one that sort of straddles again, sort of pre-modern and modern area. Uh, also amazing. Just like rolling with the punches. Um, there is apparently a sort of magic trick. So like, like a magician will do a Rokurokubi trick where his assistant will lie down on a table um, or, 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 or sit in front of a curtain and then there's a there's a rope or something so that the assistant's head appears to rise and her neck grows super long. Um, oh, okay. okay. And then, okay. so, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, and, and, and yes, these were also, you mentioned too, like with things like the newspaper and like magazines, mass communication, print communication. Um, yeah, in the uh, Meiji period, with newspapers and magazines and stuff, there was there was a big, was apparently also a big um, Rokurokubi um, sort of like craze where all sorts of stories were appearing. There's a really cool um, uh, a print from the uh, Hokusai manga, uh, which has a whole bunch of different, yeah, just like illustrations and stuff. And there's a pretty sweet drawing of a uh, Rokurokube woman, uh, Smoking a, a, a an awesome kiseru pipe, um, just kind of hanging out. <laughs> Sweet. Right on. So yeah, I mean, probably not the best thing. Probably would be pretty freaky to wake up in the middle of the night and see your significant other either with head detached or ten foot long neck. Um, yeah. But all things considered, I mean, could could be a whole lot worse. Yeah. Yeah, it could. Yeah. <laughs> It could be a could whole be. lot worse. It could be a whole lot worse. <laughs> uh, you get licked. You get sick because you got licked too much. Yeah, may- maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All righty, Mark. What do you have next for us? Well, this is my last one, buddy. Okay. Um, All night tonight, I've been stuck in 2003, which is the modern age for me. Mm-hmm, right. I'm always shocked to find that we are... What, 10 years past, 20 years past. Yeah, man. God. Just always amazed. Um, But, man, all this 2003 nostalgia really got me horned up for um, MTV, Josh. Oh, okay. All right. And in this case, it's my favorite MTV show. And, yeah, if you don't think about it too hard, Kuru Bozu is basically Room Raiders, but just awful. Oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. shows up in your room and licks your shit. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, my last joke kind of night. Um, well, let me tell you, buddy, it got hit by West Coast Customs, and Uh-oh. now you and I are going to be liable for the insurance because this is Pimp Mahayokai <laughs> with the Honen Gyo. 
Okay. All right. All right. Stories of this yokai start in 1866 when a strange fish was found dead on the banks of the Yodo River in Osaka. Uh, this event was widely reported with color with colorful illustrations in newspapers. Uh, these newspapers reported the fish having bodies being long and flexible like a weasel, covered in scales like a snake. They have legs like a turtle, and their eyes are like mirrors. Mm. They have black spiked dorsal fins, and mosses and river grasses are often found attached to their massive bodies. So... We got the idea of this yokai. Here we go, buddy. These things live in deep water. People know about him. We have seen this yokai often. We see him all the time, but we don't really see him. Um, they're mysterious. They live in deep water and rivers. Sometimes they will surface, and you might be fishing and go, Oh, holy shit, there's one, but not always. Just like other things we talked about. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> Oh, I drank a whole bottle of sake and now I'm weird. <laughs> now, these yokai also are seen by washing up on river banks, which is the much more like common way to see this yokai. And when they wash up on river banks, they denote good times are on their way. So we're also two for two on yokai prophecy fish, which is pretty goddamn cool tonight. Okay. Yeah. But in this case, if this fish washed up, it was between 2 and 3 meters and weighed about 70 kilos. So, just about 8 feet long and weighed about, what, a hundred, what's, what, 35 is 45, right? So, about a buck 30? Yeah, uh-huh, I think so. Give or take? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, these big fish just die and wash up on riverbanks. Um, time passed, people saw more and more, and some were alive and washing up on shore. But they realized, um... In this really weird moment of, oh my god, I've seen this one, these fish started washing up on shores in flaps. So, you find one of these yokai washed up on your shore, and it is going to denote good times. Now, just like uh, Umi de Beto, you run to the local shinbun and say, hey, check it out, I found this yokai. And then word gets out. So, from what I could understand... um. Flaps of these things would occur up and down river systems where one city would see them, one area would see them, then the next area would see them, then the next area would see them, then the next. So this is like a self-propagating yokai mm. by way of humanity, which is already super cool and kind of cute. But like, you know, like, oh, hey, hey, my village is going to have the best fortune. Hey, man, fuck you. Ten washed up on my bank. My village will have the best fortune. So we're yes-standing each other into happiness, which makes... <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, no, totally. Um, As more time passed, more people saw the fish, and they kept calling these out. And so this is where it turns into, like, hey, dog, I heard you were a wizard, and you liked two wizards. So this is what I'm going to do for you, dog. Number one, I'm going to send you this picture of your newly pimped yokai. Okay. As it appears in local yokai lore. All right. Oh, dang. Okay, sweet. What does that look like, buddy? Kind of a famous Japanese monster, yeah? Uh, yeah, I would, I would say so. Maybe 
maybe a little Godzilla-esque. So that's right, Josh. Hey, yo, dog. I heard you like yokai, so I'm going to put River Monster Sightings in your yokai episode and talk about a kaiju in your yokai episode so you can shoro nikofun while you shoro nikofun for yokai. That's right. Get horned up for mayhem for yokai while you're getting horned up for mayhem for yokai. Josh, this... Monster is widely regarded as a type of inspiration for the classical Godzilla kaiju. And don't worry, listeners, to Wizards Pod C1, you will also see this goofy guy showing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also a lake monster sighting and a river monster sighting, and they just kept continuing. And now we don't see them, and they still, you know, can kind of appear. But goddammit, Josh, and listeners, I implore you, Please do not search uh, Honen Gyo unless you want to go down a weird Harry Potter fan fiction hole. <laughs> now, 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 this would not be two wizards if I couldn't tie this into what is horribly going on in my life. I am an expert at the layout of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, <laughs> all the uh, Hogwarts legends, which I'm getting really fucking deep into, and I am well-versed in all of our grounds, so... If you're like me, and I know I am, you read some of the fan fiction and got mad because the Ravenclaw Tower isn't that close to the Hufflepuff Tower. That is not the point, Josh. Mm. What is the point, my dog, (laughs) is that this yokai slash cryptid slash fish slash, hey man, I heard you wanted to get horned up, so I got you horned up while we got you horned up. Mm. It's also a real thing, man. No way, really? Oh, yeah, and you have seen it a hundred times in Discovery Kids and PBS and any other show that just shows you videos of, like, weird animals. Um, This is probably just a Japanese salam- giant salamander. Oh, okay. Yearly, Japanese giant salamander will migrate up river systems to go mate, and they can get as long as five feet. And they're also kind of like, you know, glassy-eyed, having the feet of frog or the, the feet of turtles, and covered in moss. So, man, this yokai is also real, is also a lake monster, has also been pimped. I have pimped my yokai. <laughs> there we are, buddy. Modern era with internet memes out of Mark. Josh, what do you got for me, buddy? <laughs> well, I, I I did have one last kind of kind of kind of yokai here. Um and again, debatable. I, I was much freer, I think, with what I considered sort of modern yokai or, or whatnot. Um, but but I also wanted to end on like a somewhat kind of more positive, brighter note. Because again, I know with yokai, it's a real crapshoot. Um, but these last ones that I want to talk about, oh, excuse me, um, are the uh, Zashiki Warashi, aka. The parlor child, and these are sort of like, like uh, 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 a house spirit yokai that live in your parlor in your home, and it's the sort of like that 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 age old story of if you help these guys out, if you give them a little um, offering, they'll give you good luck, they'll help you out, they'll help protect your home. Um, but if you ignore them or neglect them when, well, then they're going to abandon you, uh, and <laughs> let your household like fall into ruin and despair. Uh, <laughs> yokai fuck around and find out. Exactly. Yeah. Yokai are the or- original fuck around and find out <laughs> or show up and find out or yeah. do nothing wrong and find out. Yeah. Or just go to the bathroom and find out. <laughs> 
Yokai, have a baby and find out. Have a baby and find out. Um, but uh, yeah, and so and so again, like there's there are all sorts of kind of stories about these. They they date pre-modern, but they also date well into the modern era too. Uh, so one such account um, is in a book called the Tono Monogatari, uh, which was written by Kunio Yanagita. Uh, and yeah, this was in, this was well into like the 1800s. Um, uh, Kunio Yanagita uh, was born in 1875 and he died 1962. Um, so this wow. guy, yeah. And so he was, again, he, in, in this uh, uh, book of his, writes about all sorts of folk legends and stories and uh, traditions. Within this uh, writing are also some stories about the Kappa. And also what I'm talking about here is the Zashiki uh, Warashi. Uh, apparently one story goes that there was a family that, um, and again, like maybe, maybe wasn't, maybe wasn't uh, uh, leaving some offerings for its little parlor child yokai. And they all got wiped out from foodborne illness. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. So... Their Sajiki Warashi left them, and then they dared to eat the fugu fish or something like that, or okay. or the or the well. But then also, right? Like, um, what's the whole? Oh God! Like, it's a whole thing. Like, if you eat rice that's been left out for like too long, um, there's like a there's, oh, there's yeah. a horrible what is it? Yeah, what is that? There's like a there's like a specific for like rice pasta any sort of like starchy thing, where if you cook it and you don't store it properly, it'll just fuck you up. Um, I don't know if that all I can think is ergot, and I don't think that's what you're after. Yeah, right? not that one, not that one. But there's yeah. a, but there is a there's a specific yeah like foodborne illness uh, from yeah right. like right right yeah right. Um, there's there's another one, uh, another family. Uh, in the village of uh, Tsuchibuchi in the uh, Iwate prefecture. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. I'm what? I'm I'm proud of myself for the, having a PBR. The J and Silent Bob Village from from fucking Leonardo, <laughs> New Jersey from Tsuchibuchi. Tsuchibuchi. Uh, oh yeah, Tsuchibuchi. yeah, right there. I see it from fucking Kwiku Stapu. Yeah, there it is. I see it. Yeah. All right. Yep. 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 Um, there was another family whose parlor child their sajiki warashi was shot by one of their own kids with a bow and arrow <laughs> oh shit okay okay cool escalating yeah that sajiki warashi said well screw you guys i'm going i'm not going home i'm leaving your home uh and then <laughs> this my sexy body i'm leaving your yeah yeah okay. yeah, yeah, yeah and so this Wealthy families' fortunes uh, collapsed, and they were Im- Im- impoverished. Uh, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, the fact that um, here are stories getting into, yeah, like the 20th century um, about about these little kind of like household guardian spirit yokai that don't shoot them with a bow and arrow. Uh <laughs> And then they'll give you good luck. They'll, 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 they'll give you good luck. Um, and, and so in order to attract one of these, at least if you're in the uh, Gonohe, uh, if you're in the city of Gonohe, 
in the uh, Aomori prefecture, what you do is w- when you build your new house, uh, you you find a little you 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 get a ball of gold. You get a golden ball, bury it under the floorboards, and then you'll attract a sajiki warashi, and then that will be your like little household um, household spirit. Um, Interesting. Okay. Uh, and, and, and so, and so, yeah. And so that's, that, that's, a, that's a thing where, yeah, kind of like the, um, well, I, I don't know if, I don't know if it's exactly like the Hilda folk. Um, but some of these other ideas, like specifically in, in kind of like Norse mythology and like North Norse kind of f- folklore, they're just these little like, yeah, house... like you're co-opting them. Right. Like they right. They work for you, but you're, they kind of do. Yeah. Oh, right. And, and, and they're the little like house sprites, the house pixies where, you respect them; they'll help you out. Um, but but they also can sometimes get a little like prankish. They can they can sort of, uh, um, yeah, like sort of again like make 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 noises at night or um, turn your pillows a- around when you're trying to sleep. They'll still mess with you. Yeah, they'll, they'll still mess with you, but it's but it's nothing like serious. They're not like going to burn your. Yeah, like burn your house down or, or anything. What is like it? That. Nurikabe or the house settling demon? Uh, the Yanari. Or that's the wall. Yeah, you. Yeah, no, Nurikabe is the wall. I apply. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, just kind of like not really doing nothing. We're just here mm-hmm. making noise. Don't worry about it. Yeah, right, I like right. that. Yeah, and so and so and again, I thought that was a that was a generally more positive place to uh um uh end uh good on you good yeah. on you for trying <laughs> well well and and also there is uh there's a apparently a video um as recent as 2015 that someone was able to capture their sajajiki um uh warashi god damn it's hard to it's hard to read trans. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to read transliterated Japanese, Japanese after, <laughs> after after. Holy shit, dude! Some wizard cups here. Tashwa Nihongo, but not really. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. So, hey, listeners, it's not YouTube. It's some other random video streaming site. What Daily is Motion. Uh, is there another video streaming site other than YouTube? I don't. Uh, I mean, other than like porn sites, but this is. I am not going to click this link. Because I like having a functioning <laughs> computer, but it's apparently from kapook.com. Um, okay. In Thailand. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if you're brave enough to check that out, listeners, if, if you are braver wizards than Mark and I are, have at it and then report back to us. <laughs> Did you spec into Technomancy? Well, Josh and I didn't. So no, no definitely know. not. Definitely not. Um, We're two wizards. You be the third wizard and let us know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, Mark, I think that just about rounds out our modern yokai episode. And I love this too because because I know there's and and there, there's still a whole lot more that that we could get into. Uh, we I know we like shot off all the fireworks for yokai five, but here we are doing yokai six, modern yokai. We, we're already uh, drafting notes for our next yokai episodes so listeners you just you just buckle up uh, for that one but oh there's more coming oh we yeah said we're gonna stop we lied 
Yeah, Josh and I are yokai. You yeah. listen to us, and then we lie about our intentions. We, Deal with it, nerds. We we give you two options. We say, would you like more yokai episodes or uh, a fewer yokai episodes? And if you say, well, how about no yokai episodes? Then we jam some um, uh, uh, AirPods into your ears and play nothing but yokai episodes nonstop as you're trying to take a shit. And I lick shit. you when you sleep. Yeah. I'm there. I'm in your room. Yeah, my breath is terrible, but I'm licking you. And you're like, mm, no two wizards. <laughs> it's happening. Oh, God. It's happening, boy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yokai. Josh, Yokai 6. Um, okay, six. It does. Listeners, do you have one? Um, did we miss something? Um, I'm amazed you didn't do um smoking demon, Josh. That one's pretty cool. Mm. Um, no, a couple. No, that's pretty neat, dude. We still got more. There's so. There's so much God more. Damn. Okay, There's listeners, so bingo card again. Uh, more yokai, more yokai tadena. Um, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, man. Modern yeah. yokai don't count. There's still them today, and they're around, and. We're around. Uh, Josh, you're around. Josh, where are you at? Let's get out of here, buddy. Yeah, Uh, indeed. No, no, totally. We can get out of here. So, listeners, tell tell us your thoughts out of these eight just truly horrifying yokai. Were they any worse than the pre-modern, the traditional, the OG yokai? Were they any better? Uh, Could you tell the difference between like, oh, yes, no, clearly this is a phenomenon that could have only happened uh, in modernity um probably i don't know so we as always we love hearing from you um and either some of your stories some of your artwork maybe you got inspired to like draw some of these draw some things we would love to see it so uh please get in touch with us it's always great to hear from you uh find us uh on twitter at two wizards pod c1 you can send an email to two wizards podcast at gmail.com we're active on Facebook. We're active on Instagram. Uh, find us over there too. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Plaid Barbarian and um, Mark. All sorts of all sorts of other things going on here at High Hammock Studios. What are some of those other things? Yes, some of those other things might be me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, um, Great Greek Buffalo on Instagram, and and or or. Um, I can't wait to show my kids a weekly cinematic podcast where me and my friend Brad, our buddy Brad, our homie Brad, our Watashi Tachi Tomodachi Brad, we fill in gaps about our, uh, it's our favorite movies, but like, maybe he or I or the other missed the other one, but then also like, when do you show this movie to your kids? Um, and we talk about it and discuss it and then you get like that idea, but this week is a great episode. We did a Spike Lee's Inside Man. It is a good episode. God damn it, man. I, mm, Inside Man. Check it out. Check that out. Check us out at I Can't Wait to Show My Kids. Or check me out at the Dangle Podcast, where me and my buddy Johnny take two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic, King of the Hill, and we uh, review it and talk about it and rate it and slap it with a patented system and Josh we are in season 9 and life is bad but don't worry cause season 10 is right around the corner and this is the modern yokai Lucky Lucky Kleinschmidt is a yokai Josh he shows up to make some episodes okay but he also shows up to ruin episodes so what do you do with him I don't know 
Anyway, find me here, find me there, find me anywhere. Marky Stardust on Twitter. That's the best spot. Josh, buddy, this was fun. Yeah, Thank you, sir. It was a lot of fun, man. Um... Yeah, you want to get out of here? Let us let us get out of here. So thank you everybody once again. Um, keep an eye out for Yokai. If if the next time you're in the public restroom stall, and especially especially for you ladies, because I know there's the gal code that says like, hey, if if you're out of toilet paper, uh, you ask the person next to you, and then girls girls help girls out. Just. If if you if, if you find yourself in that situation and you hear red or blue paper, you just gotta put on your big girl panties and just march out of there. So just don't just don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> and my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. Oh yeah, I guess I'm also Josh, and I'm a wizard too. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening. We love you all, everyone. Yokai number six. Get horned up for it. Uh, whatever wubba lubba dub dub is in Japanese. <laughs> I don't know. This is six yokai. Six, six, yokai. six, yokai, six yokai fuckers. Yokai you didn't ask for it, and we did it. He rolled upon his back. Now that I gave them all fucking blue toilet paper. I don't. <laughs> Good night. Bye. I'm a wizard. Bye. Take care. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed.